You're listening to the Joy Junkie Show podcast, episode 088. You can find information on anything referenced in this episode at thejoyjunkie.com slash 88. You're listening to the Joy Junkie Show, your source for getting your shit together in love and life. Wouldn't it suck if I really talk like that? I'm Mr. Smith. I'll be hanging out on the show with you guys. So without further ado, here's your host, life coach, speaker, all-around badass, just happens to be my beautiful bride, Amy E. Smith. Hey, babe. Hey, beautiful. How's it going? It's going pretty good. I've had a really good day today. You have? How about you? I have, too. I've had a really, really good day today. But... I really need to say, like, I need to give, like, a huge shout-out to you. To me? Yeah. What did I do? I, what did I do? Wait, what did I do? What did I do? Wait, what did I do? What did I do? Well, I just, I appreciate you so much because, you guys, he he is working his ass off. He's teaching, so he doesn't have really, he has, like, one actual day off. And on that day off, he is spending it on my fucking podcast. Quality time with my bride. I you ju- know, I just really appreciate that. Like, thanks, baby. Like, as I, I know you're invested in this in this pod. I know yeah. you are, but it's my. I'm it's, a it's part of my biz. You know, it's yeah. like for you know what I mean. So, I although I have been thinking it would be really fun for us to start doing like do some photo shoots or something with the two of us. I'm participating in your success. <laughs> Why are you being so silly? I don't know. But I just, I love you. Thanks, babe. Thank That's you. a sweet thing to say. I just want to say thank you. I'll just drink that in right now. Yeah, drink it in. Yeah, <laughs> I love to say that. So, hey, everybody. Welcome to the show. Um, Everybody's bleh, throwing up out there. Out. I don't give a shit because I love my life and I love my marriage. Ooh. And I'm feeling a little say sassy. Say it loud, say it proud. I'm, I'm feeling a little sassy. <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm feeling kind of smackdownish. Ooh. Um, yeah, and I do have like a little rant that I need to, to tell everybody. But okay. before we do that, I just wanted to let everyone know that if you're new to the show, typically what we do is we will, we do a little shoot the shit where we kind of, we always do a lovely would you rather segment headed up by the one and only Mr. Mr. Smith. Smith. Thank you very much. And, and then we're going to jump into our topic for today, which is how to get rid of the takers in your life. Hmm. So if you feel like there's somebody who is always taking and taking and taking and taking and taking, I'm going to give you the lowdown on that shit. All right. That sounds good. So, I know you've got a very juicy segment coming up for us. A juicy segment? Actually, well, one of the Would You Rathers is juicy. The other one is not so juicy. You'll see what I'm talking (laughs) about. Are you being figurative? You'll see what I'm talking about. All right. You'll see. All right. So, we have to insert our awesome jingle. Would you rather... <laughs> the Would You Rather. We have such great production on this show. I know, it's amazing. <laughs> Who's oh your producer? Um You? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's okay. it. Yeah, it's very uh, high budget. <laughs> <laughs> um So we'll give credits at the end. 
Yeah. It'll be like Stay tuned for credits. produced by Amy Smith, directed and we'll by Amy let Smith. And you know all the copyrights here. and all that shit. Okay. All the legal. So the would you rather. Okay. Uh, would you rather use sandpaper as toilet paper uh, or use hot sauce as eye drops? So, okay, so one of them's a little juicy because you got hot sauce in your eye, right? Ew, babe. The other one's not so juicy, though, because you're, like, sandpaper in your booty. booty um, I mean, okay. my vote is to save your tush. Oh, really? I mean, sacrifice your tush. Excuse me. Sacrifice the tush. Sacrifice the tushy. I say that if you're going to go out and about <laughs> during the day, you know, your you're, you're chafed hole. Wow. Your, your, your chafing will go away quickly, but the eyes, like, you wouldn't even be able to see. You might cause some be all serious puffy. damage, like long-term damage. Right, right. That. Like, at least you can go easy with the, with the sandpaper. You can't go easy with hot sauce. That's it's what either I, in your eye or it's thinking. not. That's what I was thinking. I yeah. Was, yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. I was like, you know what? F- I, years as a makeup artist, people always told me, like, oh, my gosh, I could fall asleep. Like, <laughs> you're so delicate. Your hands are so soft and stuff. And and the training that I had was really amazing because it always was, like, don't have, like, a death grip on someone's head trying to, like, force their eye open and, you know, be really aggressive. So I was always really gentle. Mm-hmm. So I think I could employ those same skills if I were to try to wipe my ass with okay, <laughs> with well some let's sandpaper. let's raise the but, sticks but, a little bit. But let's yeah. What we do need to decide is what sort of grade is the sandpaper <laughs> because anyone who's done any home improvement knows that sandpaper comes in multiple different that's intensities. true. See here you go with the questions. All right, <laughs> you love it. So it makes the segment rich. Says you. Anyway, so okay. Here's the thing. It. Instead of just sandpaper, it's actually a belt sander. What? Yeah. No. Yeah. Absolutely Set not. Set on low. But you, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you got to use a belt sander. I so it's like. I, I promise this pod is about self-help and personal development. It will be. It will be. At this moment, it's about S&M, apparently. Okay. I... I'm not going to, I'm not, I refuse to do a would you rather with that <laughs> change in it. Like That's, I'm, no. You don't make the rules. It's my segment, girl. <laughs> <laughs> I still so, belt sand your booty or hot sauce in the balls. Eyeballs, that is. <laughs> is it like Tapatio? <laughs> oh my God. Tabasco. Um, hot sauce. Come on. I st- okay, I uh, yeah, I think I'd still have to go with the sandpaper. I don't yeah, I think so too. Just because you could uh, you could ease up just a little on the belt sander, even <laughs> right. So it was just like a scuffing, a light yeah. scuffing. Oh. oh my god, let's move on. Yeah, let's move on. Neither of them sound fun. Wow, I want. I'm I'm starting to rethink this segment. Well, <laughs> that one that one was a little grotesque. They're usually not quite so. Oh my gosh! All right, so Sado masochistic. Let's talk. We might uh, attract a totally new audience. I know, right? Yeah. All right, we're expanding our reach. Yeah. So let's talk about how the hell to get rid of the takers in your life. Takers. And this would yeah, like the people who you feel that you give and give and give to, and it can show up a couple of ways. Like sometimes there's people who you give and give and give to, and they say thank you, but do nothing in return. 
so their actions don't reflect any reciprocity. Or there's people who just genuinely just accept and never say thank you, never reciprocate, none of that. Okay. You know, so I think they can show up in a number of ways. But um, as always, I'm always going to point you towards what's within your control. Because as we know with many individuals, we can't control their behavior. That's one of our biggest, gosh, challenges in everything that we do is we think like as as long as that person will be different, as long as they accept me, as long as they reciprocate my efforts, as long as they understand where I'm coming from, you know, we think all these things about this other person, as long as they do something, then we can be happy. And that really is um, the nucleus of what all coaching is, is about personal power and figuring right. out what you're in control of and what you're not. So I want to share with you guys a metaphor that I was introduced to years ago by a speaker who I saw, and it was a conference I attended, and I have since learned that this is actually from Stephen Covey, and he has a concept that the speaker was talking about that it really is sort of a metaphor, and it's our life as though it was a bank account, and it's really talking about like our emotional accounts i love this analogy it's so good Mm -hmm. it is so fucking good so it's not mine by any stretch but i'm going to give you my take my take on it and how i've kind of implemented it into my world so the idea is that our life is is like a bank account right so we have people in our lives in our emotional lives who either make withdrawals or they make deposits or both or they do both I would argue that we typically have, it's usually one or the other. Really? I would argue the other way. How so? Well, maybe it's just me, but I feel like whenever I, I have people in my life, maybe it's just the people in my life, but anytime that I give something, I always get more in return or give back. Like it seems like there's always a give take. Those are the people I want in my life anyway. It's the people that have a give and take. So, yeah. And I mean, I think um, inadvertently you just totally agreed with me in my point, which is <laughs> our, you know, our, our our ideal is that we have a relationship. All of our relationships are ones of deposits, pretty much just deposits. So like for you. And, and so what I'm really talking about is when you are giving and depositing into other people's accounts and it's fucking painful because you know they're not there for you. They're not necessarily going to come to your rescue. That These are the relationships I'm talking about. Gotcha. You have arrived at a place in your world where you don't spend a whole lot of time giving to people who don't appreciate it. Right. There's already <clears throat> reciprocity there. There's already somebody who is, it's equal deposits. Instead of let me withdraw all the time. Gotcha. Taking, 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 I see. taking. I see Do you what see you're what saying. I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, I get you now. Where it's almost painful to give because you feel so taken advantage of right. in the grand scope of the, the relationship. So the thing that really struck me when I heard about this is, would, you know, like, would we ever, ever fucking tolerate that sort of behavior 
with our finances, like if you genuinely had those people in your life who who take and withdraw from your emotional account, if they all had literal ATMs to your bank account and were able to withdraw 20 bucks here and like, I'm just going to charge this over here and I'm just going to, you know, write a check from this over None of us would tolerate that. None of us would allow people in our life to drain out our bank account Mm -hmm. like that, right? right? Like so brazen. However, we fucking tolerate it in our emotional lives all the time. All the time. And I think probably one of the reasons why it feels a bit more foreign for you, and maybe I'm just making that assumption, but because you and I both have really gotten to a place where we don't have sacrificial relationships. Right, right. Where, yeah, I, I, know? I think I'm also more apt to give to people I know are going to reciprocate. Exactly. So I will give and give and give because I know that they appreciate it and I'll, not that I'll get something back, yeah. but they're uh, grateful and appreciative and that's their way of giving back, even if they can't give back in other ways. Exactly. Yeah. But that is an emotional frequency. Yeah, that's, that's right. an emotional understanding. Sure. So... I think oftentimes where where people really get tripped up in this place and sometimes it's you know it's a you know an intimate partnership like a spouse or boyfriend girlfriend something like that sometimes it's a sibling um, I find oftentimes it's parents and their children um, children and their parents like any type of relationship where you are, Invested, you're emotionally invested, and you feel like it's a one sided street, mm-hmm. and that somebody is happily taking from you, but really doesn't show up for you. That's really what I'm talking about. Got it. And I think wh- where we get really tripped up here is we kind of fall victim to our love for this person. Like, if we are obviously, if you're in an intimate partnership and you fall in love with somebody, there's you know, there's a the connection, there's a reason why you're rooting for them, like, you want them. To be what you need. You want them to pull through for you. Yeah. Oh my God. Is If this isn't true with parents, I don't know what is. Like they want their kid to come through for them and like love them the way they unconditionally love you. Mm. And vice versa. You know, a, a child who has like that deadbeat parent and they're like, oh, if I just say the right thing or do the right action, maybe they'll come through as the parent that I've always wanted. Right? Like you're right. emotionally invested. So what that translates to is basically fucking handing out ATM cards left and right and mailing them checks and thinking that one day they're going to want magically realize what you're doing and how much you're giving and aiding in their life and they will magically want to reciprocate. And it's Hmm. just not the case. It's just not the case. So what do we do? (laughs) (laughs) Well, so glad you asked. But before that, I just really want to, I want to underscore this because I want you to really understand your role in the matter, okay? We teach people how to treat us. Ain't that the truth? Amen. And we do it largely by what we choose to tolerate. So it's not, it's not like us going off and yelling. It's not even being verbal. It's not about that. Like you could be like throwing a hissy fit and still tolerating poor behavior. Your silence, your acceptance, your toleration 
equals your current circumstance. So if you are choosing to allow somebody to take and take and take from you, even if you're mouthy about it, that's on you. You are choosing to show that person that absolutely you can withdraw from my account and I might be loud about it or I might throw a stink or I might not. I might just pretend like it's fine, but I'm going to allow it. I'm going to keep giving you that ATM card. I'm going to keep giving you checks and you're going to keep getting whatever it is that you need, whatever you desire. So I, I just want you to be really, really clear. What is the behavior that you have adopted, that you have nurtured, the things that you haven't said, the things that you have said but haven't backed up, the things that you haven't done? To really say, no, I'm actually not going to tolerate that behavior anymore. I, I just want you to get really clear about that. Okay. So the one thing that I that we can start with is an inventory, right? Like just taking an inventory of all of your relationships. And this happened for me uh, quite a number of years ago now where I felt like I, I kind of looked around and this doesn't even always apply only to people who are takers, but also relationships that just no longer serve you yeah, or that sure. aren't fulfilling or friendships that are historical or antiquated and they aren't necessarily currently providing anything in your world. You know, you've kind of outgrown them, but okay. then you feel like you have got history, so you need to stay with yeah. friends with them yeah. or whatever. Right. Um, when it really just doesn't make sense in any other regard so it's a you know I found myself looking around and going I don't know if I really have the level of friendships that I want in my world and I've shared with it shared you with this shared this with you quite a few times before um I think when I was talking about like manifesting friendships and things like that and it really started with that inventory and that realization of oh my god everyone in my life I'm the therapist, I'm the life coach, I'm the voice of reason, I'm the one giving, yeah. giving, giving, giving great <clears throat> advice and rocking people's worlds and I don't have that for myself. And although that has always fulfilled me, not at all costs, and I'll talk about that in a second, um, and I really was craving that for Amy. Like I wanted people who could see my blind spots mm-hmm. and who could call me on my shit you know, and I really would look around and I saw you. You did? Which was great. You know, it's great to have a partner who, who is that way. Sure. But I also needed, you know, I wasn't in a place where colleagues were readily available. You know, right. I wasn't yeah. working as a in personal development at the time. Um, and I didn't feel... In fact, the the group of friends that I had at the time, I felt were getting farther and farther away from the things that I felt very strongly about. Like they were starting to get into different like like coke and drugs and shit like that. And everything was super materialistic. And uh, and I just didn't care about that. Like, don't get me wrong. I fucking love fashion. You guys know I love fashion. I love makeup, lipstick, all of that stuff. But I could give a shit about brand names or right. spending like thousands of dollars on a handbag. It's like I'd rather shoot myself in the head. <laughs> That's a little dramatic, but I'm just. I'm it helps my wallet, so. Yeah. 
I'm stoked. <laughs> I know. I'm kind of obsessed with bargain shopping and thrift stores and stuff like that. So anyway, I I really started noticing like I need to change this. I need to shift this. And the more I say yes to getting together with them and the more I continue to entertain these relationships and don't do anything differently, the I'm allowing it into my world. Yep. And so I need to do something different if I want to create something different. So it wasn't even like anybody was a real taker for me in that situation. Okay. Um so yeah, so I want to just be clear that it can it can take a number of different appearances in your life. It can be, you know, people who are blatantly like soul sucking you dry and then it can also just be relationships that you're like you know what I don't know if this is the best expenditure of my time anymore and in that way it's robbing you and they might not be you know negative and they might not be necessarily um you know malicious or anything like that but the bottom line is figuring out, like, I, I don't know. I just personally feel like I got to a place where I was like, life is too fucking short. I don't want to spend my time engaged in conversations about shit I don't care about. I want to talk to people and hang out with people who who fulfill me and have inst- um, interesting, stimulating conversation. And I just felt like... It, it's too short, you know? Like, I really want to be vigilant about my time and how I spend it. So for you, start taking an inventory. Look at all of your relationships. Who, in particular, let's really address anybody who is a taker, who is really, really soul-sucking you dry. So are there people who have not made a deposit into your life, into your emotional bank account for years? Who needs to be cut off? Overdraft fee. yeah and charge them an overdraft fee while you're at it (laughs) oh my gosh that's great and you know and and that's the other thing too it doesn't have to be it doesn't have to be dramatic it doesn't have to be this big old like come to jesus sit down i listen to this podcast and i realize you take from me and blah it doesn't even have to be like that it can just be you starting to choose a different action so instead of tolerating somebody saying like hey can you watch my kids and just like assuming that it's okay with you or hey is it cool if I just you know do this that or the other and you're like no it's really not fucking okay but you say yes every time now you just stop saying yes okay so what does no sound like because that's one of those things that people have trouble with or they feel like they have to make excuses for like oh uh, or make up a story about why they can't yeah, that's a great point. And that actually could be a totally separate podcast. Yeah, Have we right? done one on saying no? How to say no? I think so. I never remember. We're almost two years in. I know. Uh, it seems like we did one. Mm, I don't remember. somewhat foggy. Something right? familiar. Okay. Yeah. So I'll, I'll tell you, the easiest way, the easiest way is to say is to not say yes. Don't just automatically say yes and do say something to buy yourself some time. Just say, you know what? Let me get back to you on that. Or I'm going to have to check my schedule. I'm going to have to check with my husband. I'm going to have to check my calendar. Give me a minute. Do anything you can, anything just to buy yourself some fucking time so that you don't have to just automatically say yes. Mm-hmm. Then you can kind of gear up and formulate what you, how you want to say no. And it takes a while. Like, I feel really strongly now that 
it's very important to me not to lie. So I won't make up a lie. But I will say, like, I'm so sorry I'm not available. Or I do have plans that day. Right. Even if the plans are not, even if the plans are just to fucking veg out. To wash your hair. Yep. So, um... I just don't, I feel very strongly that I don't owe anyone an explanation for why my calendar is already taken up. Yeah. Like, I just do not owe that to anybody. You don't either. And, but it's a new, it's a new muscle to flex. So you, you definitely need to give yourself some, some time to implement it. So that's a very easy way to do it is just to say, you know what, let me get back to you on that. That's all you got to do. And then you can formulate exactly what you want to say. So, then you need to look at, you know, really who are these people who need to be cut off? Who are the, what sort of actions do you need to put behind that to cut them off, right? Because they will keep on taking. They Leeches. will keep, yeah, they will leech it up. They will keep on asking for favors. They will keep, you know, I, I used to have a friend like that who would always put me in, like positions that were uncomfortable like that. And so I had to flex the muscle of saying like, yeah, I guess, you know, it never hurts to ask, but no. Yeah. I had a guy that uh, was, you know, kind of an acquaintance and he would call me. Every time he called me, it was, it wasn't like, Hey, what's up, man? How you doing? It's been a Mm -hmm. long time. It was like, it was that, but it was always with an agenda. It was like, Hey, uh, I was curious. Can you, uh, are you going to be doing anything on, can you watch the house for me or, or can, you know, can you sit my dog or, and, and, you know, Mm -hmm. I let that go for a while. And then one time I jokingly said, dude, only time you call me is when you need something. Like you want to call me and just hang out, just call me and let's hang out. Yeah. You know, and I just like made it a, uh, uh, kind of. Like jokey kind of you, you know like i guess that's passive aggressive but you know I, it was my way of like putting him in check sometimes that's what we've got sometimes that's the the most bold we can be in the moment right. is a joke right. and that's okay you know and and i i would also guess that and i remember that and i remember the hurt that you had around that yeah and it was shitty and and i was proud of you for at least saying something yeah you know because not and you know what happened Huh. He never called he me never again. He never called you again. <laughs> I never got a call from that guy again. But guess who doesn't have a taker relationship? Yeah, right, right. Exactly. And yeah. so for those of you out there who are like, oh my God, I could never say anything like that. That's fine. If you aren't at, if you aren't in that place yet where you are ready to speak your truth like that, that's okay. You just have to fucking do something different. So if it's just saying no to those propositions, you got to do something. You got to do something. So expecting them to be different yeah. is never going to happen. Right. Because you it's, teach people how to treat you. It's exactly right. right. They are like, "Sweet. Mr. Smith will always do that for me. Amy will always do that." Or and I I think sometimes she's uncomfortable, but she always does it. Like if they genuinely don't give a shit, they don't give a shit. They're never going to give a shit. Mm-hmm. They're going to keep asking. So they're not going to change. So you need to. Mic drop. <laughs> that mic was drop a moment. literal mic drop. <laughs> it was more like a mic slam. So that's for you to look at. Who needs to be cut off and what's the 
action behind that that you need to take. So I also want to introduce a different category into the mix. And this is one to tread very delicately and lightly with, okay? This is not for you to attach to. But there's an additional category that I feel is is very real here, and it's a charity category. Mm. So charity are those relationships where you give and you don't expect anything in return. You give you know, I mean, if we think about any other charitable situation, we give, you know, to an organization or we give our time. We don't expect anything in return. And I would argue that many of us do it because it builds us up. Yeah. It, it contributes to our world in some way. Like it fulfills us to give back. Or a tax deduction. <laughs> <laughs> Let's keep it real because we are <laughs> approaching April. That's right. Um, that's funny. <laughs> So, but the same way that we have charity in our world, like if we looked at it from a financial standpoint, we would be idiots if we gave every fucking penny of our income to charity. It's moderation. It's a small piece of our emotional frequency, of our emotional investment, of our emotional currency can go towards a charitable investment. What happens too often is people have, they're surrounded by charitable investments. Right. Where all their relationships are ones where they are giving and giving and giving and getting nothing in return. But again, there's a piece in that that is hugely your role. It's what you're tolerating. So for myself, you know, I really have maybe one or so relationships in my world that I really feel are charitable. And I, I don't even know if I could even say that any longer. Like it really does give back to me in in some ways now. But for a long time, I felt like it's not a relationship that I want to eradicate from my life. It's not something I want to get, get out of. And I'm okay if it, do, if it doesn't give back to me. I don't expect right. anything from this person at all. And but you drew that boundary. You said, yes, okay, I am accepting that I'm not going to get anything back from this. Yeah, right. it got the charity label. Right, the charity It got label. the charity label. So I stopped hoping that by me giving, they would somehow reciprocate. Mm-hmm. I just, I showed up because that was the woman I wanted to be in that relationship, period. And I did that for me. Right. You know, like, this is the woman I want to be inside this relationship here's how i want to show up and this is a small fraction of my emotional currency because the rest of my bank account is filled with deposits from incredible spirits who i also deposit into their accounts right exactly and that's the bulk of of how my financial house is run emotionally right right so there's definitely room for that so that you know, and I really feel like we have those. You know, we have those relationships that we can't necessarily get rid of in our world. Maybe they're family. Maybe they're you know our spouse's family. Maybe they're um, a child who you don't really get along with. Like who knows? But, but you can still draw boundaries, right? Exactly. That's exactly yeah. right. And that's what charity is. You decide you get this amount. Of my finances. That's it. And I know you're not going to get back to me, but this is what you get. You don't put all your fucking savings in there. 
or you know what I mean? Like, and that's, that's really the equivalent of a boundary. You decide like, okay, sure. I'll spend one day a month with you or Mm. I'm fine hopping on the phone with you, but no, I'm not going to lend you money. Right. Like you create boundaries around Mm -hmm, it. mm -hmm. And then it really becomes, um, a self care, self loving gesture towards yourself and your own emotional currency and respecting that we only have a certain amount of bandwidth of um, emotion to give and to engage with other people. Uh, and you can't deplete that all. I mean, we've all heard that like bucket analogy. Like if your bucket is dry, you can't help you can't anybody fill else. You can't else's. fill somebody else's bucket. Yeah. Like you have to replenish yourself. And we can really look around and look at our relationships and see, are there people who are depleting my bucket depleting my account and am I allowing it what's my role so hmm. any other thoughts Mr. no I, I think uh, like that's good yeah 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 I'm gonna go on a date I would love to it's date night it's guys we're heading out on the town yeah it's it's kind of nice we have we've been setting it up so that we kind of record podcasts and then he does some really great body work on me. And then we go out and get dinner and we have an amazing date night. So it's kind of like a really well-rounded, like a little bit of my work, a little bit of your work. And then really great leisure time together. It's awesome. It's like a date day. So anyway, <laughs> before everybody pukes again. <laughs> I don't know. Wow. I don't know. I've had a little Wrote bit a of a song whiskey, about it. to be honest. Like a here, here, go. <laughs> Wrote a song about it. So anyway, you guys, I really hope that this has been helpful and kind of a good metaphor and and gives you a little bit of insight to some of those relationships in your world that maybe aren't aren't really helping you be the best person that you want to be and aren't fulfilling you and and really looking at the role you have in the matter. So if you dig these pods, I cannot beg you enough to get on iTunes and leave a review. Uh, There are instructions on how to do that on every single podcast page on my site. So for instance, if you go to thejoyjunkie.com slash 88, you'll see instructions how to do that. Um, Sorry about it being such a ridiculous hoop to jump through thanks to iTunes. Um, But if you have the app, it's easier. Yeah, if you do, if you have the app, I believe it's easier. But anyway, I just really appreciate you guys all so much for listening. And those of you who've reached out on Instagram and have, you know, shared such great learnings from the pod, I so appreciate that. You can find me on Instagram at, at the joy junkie. Hyo If you have a Hispanic accent. <laughs> and, um, and I think that's about it. That's awesome. So here is to loving and living your most badass life. Mr. and Mrs. Smith, out. Mm-hmm.